Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Hello, beloved tribe, family, friends. So glad you're here. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet. I'm your host. And this episode, you get me. And I'm going to be talking about my recent man cleanse. I know, I know the title of man cleanse is slightly provocative. And so I want to say here and now that the man cleanse is also in service to the masculine. So I mean, no disrespect, but I found that I needed to go on a man cleanse. And I'm going to talk about that today and (laughs) some of my discoveries and some sacred remembering that has come as a result of that. So I have been loving hearing from you all. You are really shouting out in all of my inboxes how the messages and transmissions around women and provision and the masculine trauma that really blocks us from receiving, from really having uh, an attuned and actualized relationship with provision. This is resonating with you. So I am going to continue to bring this your way. Um, make sure that we're connected in all the places. Um, if you are not on my email list, now is a really good time to do that. Um, I'm in the midst of creating many things and moving my website. Um, to a new provider, which means that everything just becomes easier. I'm really excited about this. And there's going to be a membership site um, coming up in the next few months where we can do community calls and deep dives. And I can really give you a lot of course material that I have recorded um, over the last few years about energetic sovereignty and um, just really you know, all the skills that we're talking about here. So I want to get that to you. And I am in creation mode um, to do that. So go to sarahpoet.com and find your way to the email sign up. um, And you will also receive a 77 page ebook. I, I, you know, I dive deep. And so it's a 77 page free ebook and it's free now. It won't be free on the new website. So be sure to snag it now. And it is a description of 10 phases of the modern women's path to sacred feminine and masculine reunification within herself and with the divine, which is at the root of all of this provision talk that we are having right now. So be sure to get a copy of that ebook and just spend, you know, an hour or two on like a Sunday afternoon with some tea, just really being with that. There's 10 phases, descriptions of what's going on inside and also in relationship with others during these 10 phases. And then there are articles and teachings in there as well. So it's packed and you all have also been re, uh, replying to me and um, reviewing that ebook as something that is really of value to you. So I am so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to be here with you. And it is just really my absolute pleasure 
to take some of these things that I've been living for the last few years, but also my whole life and find ways to get this information to you. And what's been coming through about the masculine in women and women's relationship to the masculine is really, really potent right now. So I'm going to be talking about it here and in a few upcoming podcast episodes as well. And so if you are ready to deep dive into your own relationship with the masculine and how that's been tainted and also how you want to heal that, whether within you, um, in your relationships with men or in your relationships to what is holy, you can go ahead and um, also schedule appointments with me, healing sessions with me at sarahpoet.com backslash book. And today in this podcast, I'm also going to be talking to you about an upcoming program that came in like super clear while I was actually in my man cleanse. So let's get to that. So what I essentially mean by man cleanse is that I took a break. I took a break from interaction with men because I realized how much of my energy going toward men was still in analysis mode. So here's what I want to ask you. Just to pause, take a deep breath, and ask yourself how much time and energy you are currently putting into analyzing men and analyzing the masculine in men. As a woman, it is really hitting me how much time we spend analyzing men. And it doesn't freaking feel good. It doesn't feel good. So I'm writing a memoir right now and Uh, It's probably no secret. I've shared it here before, but also, you know, when anyone is super analytical of men, there's probably a reason in the past why they're doing so, like a masculine related trauma. And so, in deep diving into my memoir, you know, I'm also deep diving into some trauma patterns that um, I inherited very young in relation to my biological father and in relation to the church and the church's notion that God was just masculine and, you know, the feminine should be oppressed. And so there were these traumas that um, caused me as a young person to be very hypervigilant. Like I can study men. I can tell you about masculine archetypes. I can tell you about shadow behavior. It's one of the things that makes me really excellent at what I do as a coach and as a couples coach, because I can detect the discontent discongruencies that's not a word but the um the discord in an energetic i can detect it now some of that comes honestly and it serves me really well but some of that comes from my own shadow and adapt adaptations to my trauma as a young person because i had to be super vigilant of dad and what dad was going to do next and so i have been in a pattern of looking at men and men's behavior and also just, you know, loving men. Like I've been on the sacred reclamation path for a very long time. I've been healing my relationship with the sacred masculine for a couple of years now. And I wasn't really seeing that a lot of my energy was still, (laughs) it had threads of vigilance. And, you know, I'm picking things apart here. So I'm kind of like down in the bottom of the barrel and I'm looking at what's what. And in my life right now, um, you know, I, I have the, the space to really do these deep dives, which I'm really, really grateful for. So I'm writing this memoir and 
I won't go into detail here, but what ended up happening was that there were these close male relationships in my life. And I've done a lot of cleaning up of my male relationships in the past year because a lot was revealed to me about how the relationships were formed out of one another's shadow projections. And I'll talk more about projections in a moment. But I was in these relationships with men that I've been close to for quite some time, relationships I really value. And what I saw were energetics that weren't clean and they didn't feel good. It was some energetic entanglement where either I was expecting something of them or they were expecting something of me. Um, And in both cases, this was like five weeks ago with two of these men in both cases, I thought that we had clear agreements on the energetic exchange because I've been all about this. You've been hearing me talk about this with the Heartland. And here I thought that we had clear agreements on the energetic exchange in our relationship. And then come to find out we didn't. And, you know, my feelings got hurt or I felt stepped on or I felt like, you know, they wanted too much from me and it wasn't clean. And then I went into analysis mode. Like, here's why they're doing that. Here's, you know, here's the explanation. And that is what I just got so sick of. I got sick of analyzing. And I thought, I don't want to be spending my time and energy analyzing right now, which is so natural for me to do. Um, But what I want to do is focus on one, you know, raising my son, two, my business and everything that I'm building right now, this, this architecture, the structure of my business and the structure of anything is masculine. And so I wanted to focus on what I was building. And I also wanted to focus on, well, third, the memoir and fourth, this relationship to the sacred masculine. I wanted to know the next level of the sacred masculine and my relationship to it. And now I'll talk about projection because what we end up doing as women is where our relationships with the masculine, and I'm talking, okay, masculine can be, I want you to think about it in like three categories mainly. One, men. Two, money frequency or provision frequency. And three, the sacred, the sacred aspect of the masculine. So I call God, mother, father, God. I think it's both. It's the Christos Sophia, the feminine and masculine. And so there's this relationship with the masculine aspect of God. And then I would add just for conceptual purposes that it's our inner relationship with men that I'm sorry, with the masculine that we have as well. But that inner relationship with the masculine is really formed unconsciously by our experiences with man, provision, and God. So if we have historical trauma, which women in patriarchy all have historical trauma, with a masculine that isn't conscious or healthy necessarily. And that could have come through a man. It could have come through the attack on your resources and your provision, like I've been talking about with Heartland. Or it could have come through religious um, trauma or oppression through this notion that God was male and favored men. And so, any of those circumstances will affect a woman's inner relationship with the masculine. And what has happened to her, and I say that without evoking a victim consciousness, I don't want to evoke a victim consciousness, it doesn't do us any good. What has happened to her or to each of us is unique. And also, there's some collective. Um, commonality. That then causes us 
to look out into the world and see the masculine through that lens, to see the masculine through the lens of our own needs. So let me give you an example. So let's say that your father was hardly in the house when you were a young girl and you had to beg for his attention and you did not have any idea how to really secure your resources with him. Like sometimes he gave resources or love and other times he didn't. And so as an adult woman, without that masculine trauma being healed, you would very naturally, subconsciously go looking for men who would, you know, A, secure your resources, um, B, show you loving attention consistently. You know, that's what you might demand of men or subconsciously demand of men. So we really need to heal and clear our trauma projections of the masculine, which is truly very deep work. It's very deep work to do this because (laughs) this is so cultural. So here we are at what I believe is the end of the patriarchy, essentially, And we are women. If you are a woman listening to this, hi, you're on this, you know, spiritual path to reunify feminine and masculine. This is no joke. And at the end of patriarchy, we also need to consider at the end of trauma. That's one of the phases in my ebook. So if you're declaring, okay, I don't want to be a victim anymore. I don't want to see my life through the lens of trauma anymore. That's awesome because at that point you can then begin to relate to the masculine very very differently and attract man provision god union um, very very differently from that point forward so as i talk about choosing truth over trauma that end of trauma point is very very pivotal there are previous podcast episodes on that um, you could download the ebook. You can contact me. We can work on that. But it's it's a decision point. So there's one really important energetic that I want to speak to here while I'm speaking about women projecting their wants, desires, you know, previous traumas of the masculine onto men. And that is, <laughs> we look to men. We so often, and this is like before we get conscious about it, what's naturally going to happen is that as we are yearning on a soul level to know the masculine, we begin to look to men to be or prove that sacred masculine. You know, I did a Facebook post about this this week where I was talking about a woman who's been reclaiming her sacred feminine now for a bit of time. It's really common, and this is a shadow behavior, that she begins to feel entitled. She begins to feel entitled like a man should show up for her in the she, in the sacred masculine and should just be all things. And, you know, what is this husband of hers that is not on the same awakening path? And oh my gosh, his pace. And oh, he's suddenly so annoying and not providing enough because she's, you know, been awakening to some things, but she just truly doesn't know in that stage how much it is that she's still projecting. Um, And that's not fair to men either. I want to say that it's not fair to men on their path that we would be projecting our feminine traumas. Yes, they might be masculine related. They might even be related to that man. But if we are subconsciously or even consciously projecting our traumas onto men. I, I, I just, I don't know. In this moment, I want to call that abuse, honestly. Um, 
it's not healing. It is not in your queenship. It is not in the true heart of the feminine to be doing that. Um, do you have to stuff the trauma? Absolutely not. Do you have to do it all on your own like a martyr? No, absolutely not. And there are ways to do this consciously. And, and I really think, and this is what the whole conscious relating work that I do with couples is about, we are all coming from a distortion of what feminine and masculine have meant inside of gender as it has been portrayed in our culture. Therefore, you know, women have patriarchal trauma. I would say men do too. And so part of conscious relating is really learning what that experience has been about for both parties, regardless of sex, and holding the space for that in a conscious relating relationship. Um, and so, you know, women, I'm just going to call us to the mat here and say, <laughs> I don't know what the mat means, but I'm just going to call us like out into the light with this and and be like we gotta stop projecting our shit onto men because I don't care if he's done his work or hasn't done his work this isn't about him right now I'm talking to you um it's it's not going to ultimately elevate men or masculinity for us to throw our trauma projections around it's just not. And is there a way to elevate men and masculinity? Yes, there is. Because on my man cleanse, I learned more about this very naturally, um, which I'll be sharing here and in an upcoming program about rekindling our relationship to the true king. Uh, but we must, must be willing to heal our traumas and to stop being in that victim consciousness in that trauma mode. So I will take this opportunity right now to tell you about this upcoming program and you can learn more about it by staying connected on my email list. <sighs> Guess what it's called? It's called fall in love with the king fall in love with the king. And I'll tell you what, that's what happened during my man cleanse. So fall in love with the king is, okay, here's here's what's up. So I'm, I had this experience that I'm going to tell you about where it was a sacred remembering moment that happened because I was in my man cleanse. And I'll tell you about that soon. And I'm I'm just transmuting all of these, you know, remnants of previous forgetting and traumas. And I am doing this work in meditation with the divine masculine on a daily basis and um, just being with this process really organically um, and listening to instruction. And I get this ping that there is to be a change in my plan because I thought that the next program that I was offering was my structure and flow program. And I was getting ready for that. And I was excited to launch that. And that's about feminine and masculine energetic um, time recalibration and those energetics. I, I love structure and flow. I use structure and flow every day. Um, and I thought that I was launching that program upcoming. And what happened was the king, the sacred masculine, this masculine aspect of God, I'll use all of those interchangeably, was like, you're going to offer a transformational program for women to heal their relationship with men um, and the masculine because this is so important. And I was like, what? And I thought I had my plans. And this was a very clear masculine energetic. It was like no hemming and hawing. It was like, this is what is happening. And I said, oh, okay, well, how long? And they said, um, it's a six-month program. And I was like, six months? That's a deep dive. Nobody wants to do a six-month program anymore. I don't even know if I want to do a six-month program anymore. I know that they work, but I took the Sacred Truth Mastermind from six months to four months. Can't we do that? And I was working with the 
curriculum or the download of what was coming through. And I was trying to like stuff it into four months. And I was like, you're right. This is six months. And, you know, he, the, the big G as my son calls, uh, God, <laughs> this king energy was like, right. It's six months period, you know, solid. Um, and so this is a very solid, it's a very solid frequency. It's a very solid offering. Um, and I'm formulating it now. But what I know is that we will be looking at the inner relationship to the masculine. But here's what I want to say. There's a lot. I'm getting a lot of feedback about this too. There's a lot of women who are talking about sacred union. Um, I don't even know about a lot, but but there are women who are offering um, other women to know the relationship with the divine or to come into sacred union with their beloved. The feedback that I'm getting from more and more of you is that very few are really addressing the truth of the fact that we have trauma in our bodies. We have trauma in our bodies related to masculine and to patriarchal oppression. And so how do we come into these frequencies of ascension, of union with the divine, the heroes gamos? Meanwhile, we have the trauma in our body that really cannot be bypassed. And I want to say, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know this, I don't want to bypass that. I don't want to encourage you to bypass that because it's in the transmutation of the density that we get our access to the light. I mean, it's that simple. There was a time where my body was absolutely so traumatized, held so much of the story, um, you know, trauma around masculine, father, church, I, I didn't even know what, loss of a baby, all of it, the body, and and unpacking that trauma was very, very significant. And there is no way that I would be where I am today. I still have a long way to go, but there's no way that I would be where I am today realizing what I realized if I hadn't moved that trauma. So if there's a woman who has fear in the body and wants something like Heroes Gamos, which is union with a beloved God, there's just, it's just impossible. I hate to say it that way, but, or, you know, and miracles occur, but it's really impossible. And so this program will honor the whole of that. And that's why it needs to be six months. We are not going to be in victim consciousness, but we are going to um, honor the body and honor the truths of the body. We are going to attune to what is the body's yes, the body's no, um, and look at how the body contracts in relationship to the masculine in various forms. And I'm going to help you to be with that so we can cross that threshold. Okay. I love you. I'm sorry that these things have happened to you. And yes, you can heal. Okay, so that's where the program starts. And then we're going to be looking at the relationship with our inner masculine, because that's a really nice place to start when we are women on a path to healing our masculine relationship. Um, we're going to look at healing our relationship to the aspect of the father, to men and humans, and then the man, I, I won't call it a man cleanse because I'm being a little cheeky with that here in this episode, but there's going to be an opportunity for a pause where we pause the relationships with the men and really get clear on what our mental patterning is around the projections and allow space for some miracles. I'm still going to share my miracle story with you today. Um, and then we come into the sacred relationship with the king, the king aspect of the masculine. And there are a lot of energetics in this, which I'm not going to go into today, but when we heal all that I've talked about, I'm going to teach you how to be an energetic match for the sacred masculine, um, which matters if you want healthy relationships with these aspects of the masculine. If you want provision, a lot of female entrepreneurs understand that masculine energy is needed in their business, but they have masculine trauma. And so they can't earn. Hello. I was in that boat for a very long time. Um, and 
you know, we all, I think women who have been reclaiming their relationship with the sacred feminine know that they need to reclaim their relationship with the sacred masculine, but they're just not altogether sure how to do this. So this six month deep dive um, is going to be that. It's going to be that. And then your heart is going to be clear and open so that you can just fall in love with aspects of the masculine. And at that point, when we are clear and clear from the projections and in the union with the sacred masculine, that's when the true magic happens, women, because from there, you can, like, you know, your relationship with the sacred masculine so well that what men in your sphere are doing does not matter. And if it, if it matters because you're like married to the person and, you know, you're in relationship and, and you, um, want things to ultimately change, you stop analyzing and your relationship to your sacred masculine to the king actually energetically activates him and i have sort of a a recipe for teaching you those energetics and so when you are in relationship to the king i'll call that the christ consciousness and you are no longer in your victim trauma energetic when you have created that union inside of you. I'm getting really excited as I'm talking. That is when you actually activate men. Okay. So what's happening with masculinity on the planet? I don't need to analyze men anymore. You don't, I don't, we don't. Because what we need to do is come back into sacred reunification with the masculine within us and just keep coming home to that and to really um, understanding, embodying the essence of that sacred masculine in us and and how we are in relation to it. So that is fall in love with the king. We are going to begin mid-June. So if you are listening to this and you want to ensure your spot, you can email me at Sarah at sarahpoet.com and um, we can set up a time to chat and, and talk about the program. Okay, so I want to tell you my sacred remembering story. I love a soul story. Sometimes I tell them on my podcast. So, all right. I knew that I loved the masculine. And if you watched my TEDx, that was given in September of 2019. And that was as I was coming up out of this dark night of the soul that really rocked my world. And that was as, as a result of this uh, loss of relationship at the time that was very significant. And what I knew when I was given that TEDx opportunity, because truly, yes, I applied, but that was God saying, Sarah, get your ass back up. What I knew that initiation was about was coming into loving reunification and really giving a reunification message on that stage. Because ultimately, I do love men and men have caused me a shit ton of trouble, (laughs) y'all. Truly. And okay, so here I am in this memoir writing process and I'm you know, I've decided to push pause on my active relationships with men in my life and say, hey, I need some time to dive deep with this memoir. I need to like get this memoir done. And I have really known that the memoir was my next initiation in really healing my relationship to the masculine another layer down. Um, and honestly, maybe I'll say fully, right? Because a part of me has also known since 2019 that I am here to be in service to the masculine, truly. And when there are these projections, what I kept finding was that my energy would deplete, like I've kind of been talking about with um, Heartland and I've been talking about women's resources depleting with um, certain masculine relationships. So, I just wanted to dive into this 
memoir. And I just wanted to um, get through it already. Quite honestly, I was like, damn it, I know that I have to write this memoir. All signs, all spiritual signs, all life signs are pointing to Sarah write the book. And so I have a structure. I have a certain number of chapters that I'm writing per week. I am happy to report that I am following my structure. I am showing up. Okay, so structure is masculine and my feminine, my creativity, and the soul process is in devotion to the structure. So the masculine consciousness holds the space and structure for the creation of the form. So I'm honoring that in my memoir writing process. And I clear the decks and I just say, okay, it's me and this memoir and my soul process and help me heal this relationship to the masculine, help me forgive my father, you know, the church, all of the above. And so in I go. And I've been with these stories Obviously, it's my life stories, and I've been writing this memoir for a bit now and processing these things, but it was in the silence of the man cleanse, without the noise of projection and analysis, where I was able to go deep. And I was able to look at... I've been looking at these patterns from the last few relationships. Did each of those relationships show up at the perfect time to show me the perfect soul lesson? Yes, absolutely. Were they all soulmates? Yes, absolutely. I'm glad, although, you know, I kept like getting my resources, uh, you know, decreased as a result of them. And so it was like, what is going on? All right. So I love how the soul works, you know, like we just get these pieces that kind of overlap. And so I started watching Outlander a couple months ago and I know I'm late to this train. I'm so late because this has been out for a very long time. I didn't even know it existed. I hardly watched TV. I was on Netflix and it stood out to me. Ping, right? And so I follow the little nudge and the little ping. And I start watching it. And, you know, I have done a couple of Facebook posts about the uh, male archetypes in the first few seasons. By the way, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the shows, I, I totally recommend them. I think it's way more than a show. It is in my life anyway. And in my life, I had a partner that I was totally in love with. Like really genuinely in love with for years. And I actually, I was young and so, and he was older than me and I didn't tell him for a number of years when I was a young person. Um, And then I did tell him and we were together for over a year, my senior year of high school and beyond. And then we got pregnant in my freshman year of college. And what happened after that was, I'll just say it simply, even though it is way not simple, he got pushed out. Okay. So in a culture that (sighs) I've written about this, um, he was pushed out and he wasn't valued as the father. And I was so distorted in the shame, in the, you know, religious shame that I felt from my father. Um, and in the pressure, like here I was 18 and pregnant, had to leave college, go back home again. And there was just so much confusion in me. And honestly, I, I had really fought for myself in the previous few years, but in that circumstance, I lost it all again. And I really became very deflated, I would say, in my own architecture. Like I, I really couldn't think for myself. Um, and I allowed 
this picture to be painted of this young man, of my child's father, that he was a monster. Like, that's just what I was told um, and encouraged to believe. And like, he would never provide for me. He couldn't possibly, you know, and on and on. Okay. And so I let him get pushed out. I did that. And for like 20, my daughter will be 21. She was adopted at birth. She'll be 21 this summer. And I've been blessed to know her, but he has never met her. Okay. So it is this fragment and, and it's like, he and I have rekindled and become good friends. And um, I cherish that so much. And I just hope that one day they're able to meet and I work toward that. And so here I am watching Outlander. And they have this, they get pregnant. And she has to leave to protect the child. And so obviously this is not the same story. But what happens is that they're apart for 20 years and he hasn't met the daughter. And so this is like the part that I'm at in Outlander while I'm writing these pieces of memoir, while I am working on reclaiming the relationship with the sacred masculine, also while I am in EMDR therapy right now to do some like neural reprogramming um, with these masculine related patterns primarily. And what I found, I found myself a couple of weeks ago in EMDR talking about this time in my life when I was pregnant with my daughter and before I got pregnant and I began talking without any plan to really talk about this, I began talking about how I had chosen this love at this young age. And I had really allowed my heart to choose him and that I had known for years that I adored him and I adored him for his heart. I met him at a camp where we um, were counselors for kids with disabilities. And so they got to go to this camp and some were really severe disabilities. And he had experience working with individuals with severe um, disabilities or different abilities. And um, he made it look so easy, like having to blend, you know, a teenager's food and feed it to them with a spoon. And these individuals were, were nonverbal and he had to like change their diapers. And he did it all with zest and um, smiling all the time and just beaming love. And that's what I fell in love with. And it was, um, thanks for listening to my story, y'all. Sometimes I get so into these soul stories and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm recording a podcast that hundreds of people are going to hear. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and so uh, I just saw myself in that moment and my vulnerability. And so I'm in EMDR and I'm talking about how I chose with my heart and I chose his heart. And I think that, you know, I've been dealing with and mourning and grieving and growing from the loss of my daughter for 21 years and ultimately very grateful for the whole of this life experience because, you know, it, it all unfolds as it should, I think, um, for our learning and for our soul's evolution. And so that's what I trust. But in all of that, dealing with that and grieving that, and then the recipe that I was given after that was go be something, Sarah, go succeed, 
you can't have this child because you're not ready yet. So you have to go make a life for yourself. You have to have the money. You have to have the right partner. You have to, um, you know, succeed. So I got a master's degree and then another master's degree and I got married and, um, you know, I was always subconsciously looking for like, well, am I good enough yet? Have I succeeded yet? Like if I wasn't good enough for that gorgeous, plump nine pound baby, then what do I have to do to get good enough for that? And what I was able to see here in this man cleanse was that all of my choices about men since were distorted because of, yes, the loss of my daughter and that trauma, but I had never truly, deeply, authentically realized the trauma of being separated from the love and the man that I had loved. And I had not given myself the decency or the opportunity to really look at and honor that loss. I had always focused on the loss of my daughter, but I had never grieved the loss of that love. And then I had never chosen so authentically again, because somewhere in my psyche, it said, if you choose for love, that won't work. If you choose for love, you won't be successful. If you choose for the heart, that person won't be able to, you know, take care of you or provide for you. That wasn't true about him, but that was what I was told about him. And so in this space that I created where I wasn't analyzing and I wasn't projecting, I reached this soul part, this soul fragment that had fragmented that was my love for the masculine. I had certainly felt it since, but this reclamation, I'm going to describe or attempt to describe (laughs) in the space of the man cleanse. And I had been in this man cleanse for like four to five weeks by the time this was happening. I... My heart opened to reclaim this soul part because I just had the space and the depth and the opportunity to go in and feel where I got separated from my love for the masculine. And I wonder if you can like be with that or journal with that. I mean, is there a time where you got separated from your love from for the masculine? And maybe that was very, very young. Like you wanted to really love your father, but he was very abusive. Or maybe that was, you know, another circumstance where you did lose a lover or where you were told as a woman that in order to succeed, in order to be provided for, you had to follow a certain recipe, a certain cultural recipe that asked you to fragment from, you know, your feminine as well as your masculine. Because when I was given that recipe of, okay, Sarah, you got to get it together. You got to go out there and succeed. My feminine was like, okay, I'm going to tuck away because clearly I can't receive. I just lost the most magnificent thing. And so that's when I went into hyper-masculine mode and worked my ass off, you know, always self-sabotaging my actual success, right? But um, just really hyper-masculine and shunning my feminine. And then my awakening was remembering the feminine and remembering... Actually, when I trace my awakening, when my son was a toddler, I actually also then remembered the love that I that I had experienced um, early on. And that was part of what pulled me back into like, okay, there's more than this, right? Because I've been going through the emotions here. So, hmm, let me pause. So to begin to conclude here, thank you for listening to my story that resulted in 
me falling in love with the king. And that, I don't mean that man. I have a profound love and respect for that man, but, uh, and he runs a lot of king archetypal energy, actually. But I'm not talking about projecting the sacred masculine, my relationship to the king, to the sacred masculine, to the Christos. I'm not talking about projecting that onto one man. Absolutely not. And as I've been with this over the last few weeks, um, still in my man cleanse, though I'm beginning to come out of it, because what's happening is that there is this gorgeous devotional feeling toward the masculine. And I've been saying for a long time, you know, men just get to be men. But the traumatized parts of me or the fragmented parts of me actually weren't letting that happen completely. And so right now, as I open relationships with men and um, not in a dating sense, but, you know, even talking to some people that I haven't really been in relationship with for a while, what I'm watching is, can I stay in this celebratory, devotional feminine heart and be curious, ask them what they're up to, you know, hear from them and stay out of analysis, stay out of projection. There's nothing my energy needs them to be. There's nothing I need to tell the men about themselves you know, this is, it's so healing and it's so liberating. And so what it, <laughs> what it feels like is falling in love. But I know that those words are also um, a little romantic, right? But that's what it is. It's this heart opening where there's just love and it's devotional love, not romantic love, because that has plenty of trauma projections. Um but a, a true devotional love. And there's just one last thing I want to talk about here because it's been coming up in sessions. And thank you so much for listening if you're still engaged with this podcast. I want to talk about the lunar feminine and the solar feminine for just a moment. So I've, I've talked about in this episode, the feminine that is collapsed in her trauma. And that feminine cannot love the masculine purely and it cannot command the masculine. And if she does try to command the masculine, it's going to sound like a nag because she's going to be analyzing him. So that the lunar feminine is the, the feminine that was painted as dependent on the masculine by all of the forces of the patriarchy. And so, you know, we even say like the masculine is the sun and the feminine is the moon. And I would say, no, it's not. Um, the, the feminine is not dependent on the masculine. It doesn't work that way. Both need to be in union. So the Christos and the Sophia need to be in union. And when that is true, that produces the sun, the solar aspect, and also this notion of like the, the sun of God itself. So the, the Godhead is the Christos Sophia, the two in solar form, the two as equals. And when we have that embodiment, that is when we actually, <laughs> so much happens. Um, that is when we are no longer living the trauma distortion. And the solar feminine and masculine are in union inside of one being, inside of you. and. You know, you do this by clearing your distortions, by clearing your traumas. And so, in the Fall in Love with the King program, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be teaching you how to bring the masculine into your own energetic 
field and system coming into the solar aspect of the feminine, no longer dependent on the masculine, and then unifying with the sacred masculine um, in the energetic. And then from there, and this is how I explain this today in a session, from there we influence our the the men around us or the men in the collective or you could even say just the energetic of the masculine how we as women influence the energetic of the masculine in the collective is that we understand what the sacred masculine is our feminine is already in union to that that's what i want to give you the experience of in this fall in love with the king experience is that you know the sacred masculine. It resides in you. You have a sacred relationship to it. You have God as a lover. You understand the heroes gamos. You understand the solar union. And from there, you're going to naturally activate men. So, as I described it today, there, you know, a, a woman I'll say married to or in relation with a man, and she wants provision from him. No kidding. I talked to multiple women just about this today. She wants provision from him. Why aren't you providing more for me and the family? Well, we could analyze him. I can analyze him. I probably have on this podcast analyzed him, (laughs) this archetypal him. And yet, what she can do is take the time and energy that she would spend pointing fingers and saying wah, wah, wah to him about her nagging, about her desire, about her wanting him to provide all of these things. And she brings that energy and time and attention into herself. And she interacts with the masculine in a way that I'll teach you in order to come into the sacred union with the masculine within. And then she understands provision. She understands these energetics in and of herself. And so what is going to happen is she's going to stop nagging him. and He's going to say, whoa, there's all this energy available because she's not nagging me anymore. And then he's going to look to what is happening and if he's you know any kind of man what's going to happen is he's actually going to be motivated and activated actually from her energy field so women there's this misconception that if we are somehow surrendered to a man, even if we, you know, still have these traumas, that if we're in the energetic of surrender, that that's somehow going to like uplift the man and he's going to say, Oh, let me provide for you. That's not going to happen. If it is going to happen, it's going to be a hero. I'm going to talk about that probably in a future podcast episode. So I won't go into that here, but it's not authentic and it's going to collapse. I've had a lot of experience with that. And so. What she's going to do is come into her right relationship with the sacred masculine, and that is going to emanate from her. Either he is then going to fall out of her field because he's not an energetic match, or he's going to rise and become more of an energetic match, and he's going to come into his kingship and understand provision and begin to actually live in the energetic of kingship and provision. So, are you responsible for men doing this? No. Do you love the masculine and want to see this? Well, I hope so. And, you know, if right now you're a mix of like, damn it, I've been, you know, laboring on behalf of men for a long ass time. And I don't really want to do that, Sarah. I still have this masculine trauma, but I kind of feel what you're saying might be true. It's like, I get you, girl. I get you. You know, it's not necessarily fun to have masculine related trauma and have to heal it and then have to keep going. But I'm telling you what, there is fucking liberation if you continue on this path because he does not have to get it. No man has to understand it in order for you to be liberated. Your oppressor, your perpetrator, the patriarchy itself 
does not have to understand this for you to get it the fuck out of your system and for you to unify in the solar feminine and masculine. It does not, it is not dependent on anything outside of you that this happen, that you know that first of all, you're in your queenship and that you understand the king, that you are in right relationship to the king energetic, that your beloved is the king energetic. Everything that happens on the 3D plane or 4D or 5D or, you know, or with a human, right? Anything that happens from there, you're not going to react to it the same way because you're not in your trauma projection anymore. That's what um, I'm talking about. That's what I'm experiencing. That's what I am understanding. And that's what the king is telling me to bring forward to you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this lengthy episode. Reach out with your questions and inquiries. Book your sessions at sarahpoet.com backslash book and get ready for the fall in love with the king program that is coming in june so much love to you on this sacred remembering path and this reunification path truly 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 it is my deepest pleasure and honor to be here with you and to be recovering and reclaiming these soul parts and soul fragments so that we are more whole and more into our unified heart and unified sacred architecture uh, and unification of the feminine and masculine in the divine. So much love to you. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next week. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.